Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for this, the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinager, and acolytes are Jordan Cly Baker and Sadie Bennett. Today's order of service is at www.trinityradio.com. <coughs> the radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. All right, and so as you are taking your seats, let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this Lord's Day, this Sunday. Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would, uh, that, that you would clear our minds, um, that you would clear our hearts, uh, Lord, and prepare us in heart, mind, and soul to receive your word, uh, to receive these good gifts of word and sacrament that you have so wonderfully and graciously and carefully planned for us. Lord, now, that, and now we ask that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. Truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. <clears throat> Let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you forgive the iniquity of my sin. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
O God, be not far from me. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day. For their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God I will come. I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. O God, from my youth you have taught me. And I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me. Until I proclaim your might to another generation. Your power to all those to come. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us, let us pray. O oh Lord, keep your family, the church, continually in the true faith, that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament lesson for this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, 
And I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. He touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. This is the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name.
the children come up, the rest of the children, for the children's message. Good morning. It's uh, great to be here with you again uh, today. I thought we'd play a game this morning. Uh, you get to rack up points. You are all one team, okay? And it's a game that we'll call, Can You Recognize Who This Is? Okay? So I have some pictures, and you're going to recognize who this person is. Are you ready? Ready? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. So, I'll tell you what. Can you take, we're going to get some help from people that are a little bit wiser than us on this. Could you take this picture right here and take it down to those two folks in the front pew there and ask them who that is? I bet they know. Who is it? Bob Hope. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. 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 Very good. Yeah, Bob Hope. Well, Bob Hope was a, a very famous uh, actor, comedian. Uh, he was on television a lot. Uh, went to see the troops overseas many, many times uh, during wartime. Very famous person. Do you think you would recognize him today? No. Here's another one. Here's another one. You don't know him? Okay, go ask for help. We're down the same people. Red Skeleton, yes. Red Skeleton, yeah. Very famous. We used to watch him on television all the time. He would do uh, comedy, okay? Here's the last one. This person is so old, the picture is in black and white. Anybody? Anybody recognize? Recognize? Okay, go ask him. Same person. Go ahead. George Burns. That's right. Okay, very good. Sometimes we need a little help. So those are all people that we wouldn't recognize right away, uh, but those uh, who have been around longer do. Here's the last one. See if you recognize this one. I bet you get this one right. Oh! Don't need any help with that one, do we? No. Yeah, we recognize who Jesus is right away. Yeah, good job. So, uh, here's the thing. In the gospel message that we'll read in the pastor's sermon in just a little bit, we talk about a very familiar story in the Bible about Jesus picking his disciples and telling them that he would make them fishers of men. And uh, one person in particular, Simon Peter, the disciple, recognizes Jesus for who he is right away. 
right after the, the great miracle that happened. So we thank God for that. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for being here for us. We ask you that you continue to be with us this week. We love you, Lord. Amen. Okay, go on back. Continue with the epistle lesson, which is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, beginning at the 12th verse. So with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the spirits, strive to excel in building up the church. Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should pray for the power to interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with spirit. I will sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, but how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? You may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others and 10,000 words in a tongue. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fifth chapter. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water, and let your nets down for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night, and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of of Zebedee, 
who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and mercy and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read. Uh, You'll want to have that in front of you. We, we, We will be going through it. As we go along here this morning, Jesus calls his first disciples. The summer after I graduated high school, I went to work for a Lutheran outdoor camp. Perhaps some of you have heard of it. It's in Iowa. It's called Camp Iodesica. Anybody ever heard of that? Been there before? One. Good. Okay, one. Okay, all right. Um, I was hired to be the high adventure coordinator It's not nearly as much fun as the title makes it sound. 
But we had fun. I was in charge of getting the canoes ready for when we went out on the lake. I was in charge of getting the climbing wall ready and tying all of the knots, which I couldn't do today. I was in charge of all of those fun outdoor activities that all of the campers would come and take part of that summer. I can remember very specifically, there was one counselor that I was having a conversation with. His name was Andy. He was really, really funny because um, Andy sort of had a big belly. And whenever we would go by the campfire to sing, whenever a certain part would come up, he would sort of play his belly like a drum. It was really, really funny. And Andy and I one day had sat down and we were having a conversation. And at that time, he asked me a question that I... Man, at that time, I didn't know the answer to. And the question that he asked me was, why aren't people like Gandhi in heaven? Why aren't people who acted and did so much good for so many other people, why aren't they in heaven? After all, Gandhi himself was a great teacher. He had many, many followers. He didn't seem to um, wish ill will towards anyone. So why wasn't he, and why aren't many others like him, really good people, people who don't mean ill will towards anyone, why aren't they in heaven also? Like I said, at that time, senior in high school, or at least had just graduated, I didn't didn't have a quality answer at that time. How many of you remember who your favorite teacher ever was? Raise your hand. I do. I had several. I can remember the name of my first grade teacher. Her name was Mrs. Brotman. She was awesome because she read books to us, and that was my favorite part of her class. She would sit up in the front. She had a little uh, pedestal here, and she would just read to us from whatever book it was that, that we were listening to at that time. So I remember Mrs. Brotman. I don't remember who my second grade teacher was. I don't remember who my third grade teacher was, or my fourth, or my fifth, but I remember her. My favorite teacher in high school, his name was Mr. Gruber, and I think one of the reasons why I really liked him was because his son and I played on the basketball team together, and so he knew knew a lot about basketball, but he was also just a really, really cool guy. Um, I had government with him, and I had... um, economics with him. Two topics that to this day I still don't understand, but he made it a lot of fun. And he put it into terms and into words that I could understand. My favorite coach that I ever had was a coach, his name was Coach Ackerman. He was a retired Air Force pilot and he taught math. He was my coach my freshman year of high school. And the reason why he was my favorite coach is because he knew how to motivate me. He knew what to say to me so that I would play at my very best. I remember what he looked like. I remember that every, uh, every Veterans Day he came to school in his, uh, in his, um, what, what, his jet suit, his, his jump, jumpsuit. What he wore, what, what was it? Flight suit. Yes, yes, thank you. He, claimed to, he came to school every Veterans Day in his flight suit because he was so proud. It was so funny because our school colors were navy and gray. He never said, go navy. 
ever. He said because an old Air Force guy could never really say, go Navy. But he was my favorite coach that I ever had, and I remember him to this day. I also remember several coaches that I have had who were not so great, and I remember several teachers that I have had that were not my favorite either. But you remember who they are. In our text for this morning, there is a really remarkable shift that happens. If you look at your text with me from Matthew, the shift happens between verse 5 and verse 8. In verse 5, it says, And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. Up until this point, in verses 1 through 4, Jesus has been teaching. He goes to Simon, who Simon doesn't know at that, at that time, and says, I need, to get it, I need to get into your boat so that I can properly teach these people who are beginning to crowd me. And so he uses Simon's boat sort of as a pulpit. And from the boat, he begins to teach. We don't know exactly what he taught or uh, what, what specific words that he used, But we do know that whatever it was that he taught, that it had an impact on Simon Peter. Because what does he call him? Master. You only called somebody master who was a great teacher. And so what Simon is doing by calling Jesus this title is acknowledging the fact that he is a great teacher. And then we go on. Now, In verse 6, and when they had done this, after they let down the nets at Jesus' bidding, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. Jesus does something powerful. He does something miraculous. And what is Simon's response? But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. That's quite a shift. That's quite a change. From verse 5, in which he referred to him as master, as this great teacher, whatever it was, again, that Jesus taught, Simon obviously agreed with it and was so moved by it to call him master, And then Simon Peter sees the power of Jesus. Literally, God working through this man Jesus for the benefit of his people. I'm going to say that one more time because that's that's very, very key. Jesus is the way. In this text and in every other text and in our lives today, Jesus is the way in which the God of the cosmos works for the benefit of his people. And so they, they catch such a large number of fish that they, can't, that they have a hard time pulling these nets in. And once they do, it sinks not just one boat, but it, it begins to sink a second boat. That's a lot of fish. So much so that their nets were breaking. And Simon Peter says to him, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. At that point, recognizing that he is God. 
Jesus has to be more than just a great teacher. He has to be. Surely, if we go to Matthew, if you have Bibles or if you want to pull up the pew one in front of you, if you go to Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is doing his sermon on the mount, and in this sermon he does a lot of teaching, a lot of really, really good teaching. Teaching, in fact, that, that many teachers after him will use. He says that you must not be in anger towards your brother or sister, because that is just the same as murdering them. He says that you must not lust, do not commit adultery. Even if you look at somebody who is not your spouse in a way that is in a lustful way, you have committed adultery against them. He says, too, do not... He says, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, do not resist the one who, who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on, on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. Don't retaliate. Pretty good teaching. After that, he says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor, I'm sorry, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust as well. Love your enemies. Giving to the needy. He teaches them how to pray. He teaches them about fasting. He teaches them about not laying up treasures in heaven. He teaches them to not be anxious. Don't worry about what you don't have or about what tomorrow will bring. He says, don't judge others. He says, ask and it will be given to you. And of course, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And then finally, build your house on the rock, which of course he was talking about himself. Jesus is a great teacher. The best one that has ever lived. And there are many people today that acknowledge that, that acknowledge the fact that he had taught so many wonderful things, things that we can still use today, but then they stop. And they say that there is no way that this Jesus, this great teacher, can also be Lord. But for the Christian, of course, it is different. For the Christian, we believe that when we are baptized, when we become baptized children of the Heavenly Father, that we are united to this Jesus, that we are, that we are united to this Lord. And it is through this Lord Jesus that God works for the good of His people. You and I and the world that is around us cannot be saved by law, by teaching. You could try to follow these teachings of Jesus as best as you possibly could, and that would not save you. Because what would happen is, is that you would go before the judgment seat of God and say, look, 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 I've kept this and this and this and this. See? See how wonderful that I've done. And then God the Father will look at you and say, but you didn't do this and you didn't do this and you didn't do this. Oh, and by the way, this entire book, you didn't follow that either. 
And so what does he do? Well, he sends God. He sends the Lord. He sends that method and that way and that person for which God manifests his glory to his people. And so he sends Christ. And Christ keeps all of these things for us, all of these teachings and all of these laws for us that we so woefully fall short of every day. I can't even count the number of times in the last week that I have failed and measured and not measured up. But there is one who has. And for us who believe in his name, in, in the name of Jesus, it is he who has kept all of these laws for us. And so when we go before the judgment seat of God, the only thing that we will, that we will bring is, the, is how we have failed. But then Christ. Jesus comes along beside you and says, yeah, but I kept them. And this person, this child of God that is beside me has been united with me has been united with with me in my death, has been united with me in my resurrection. And they are baptized. Again, they are baptized children of the Heavenly Father, united with Christ. And they have partaken of my very body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins. Why? Because they are united with me. And then he will say, but they don't need that any longer. Because I was crucified for them. Because I took their failures upon myself and I crucified it and I put their failures to death and I put them upon myself so that they would live life everlasting. Jesus is And for us as believers, he has to be more than just a great teacher. Because all of the the things that that he has has taught, they're they're all true. And if we could keep them perfectly, they would certainly save us. But but we can't. And so as I went home, after my conversation with Andy, I thought about it. I thought about his question to me because, yeah, I mean, Gandhi was a pretty good guy. Had a lot of really good teachings. But Gandhi wasn't united with Christ. Let me make this point very, very clear. We good teachers are a dime a dozen when they are put against the great teacher of Christ. But they don't save you. And their teachings do not save us. Only Jesus as Lord, only Jesus as Lord over creation, only the one who was able to to produce this miraculous catch of fish, only the one who was able to to feed 5,000 people, Only the one who was able to go to the cross and make a perfect sacrifice. Only he is Lord. And only he 
can save us, and only He can save you and I, and so He has. And so we go forth in this week. No matter what it is that confronts us, no matter what it is that, that, that comes before us, knowing that we are saved, knowing that by the power and that by the grace of God that He has worked that miracle in our lives, that the Jesus that we are united to, that we are united with, is the same Jesus in which God has worked His glory and His power and His might and His majesty for you and for me. And again, united with Him in this sacrament, in holy baptism. And what does it do? It does three things. So through God's power, we have received the forgiveness of sins. Through God's power, we have been rescued from sin, death, and the power of Satan. And through God's power, we have been given eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. Very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made. Who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to scriptures and ascended to heaven and sent at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped by, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sin, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You are in is a red sign-in book. Whether you are a member or a guest with us, please sign that book so that we know that you were here to worship with us this morning. Uh, and with that, we gather our tithes and offerings.
The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the, by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office at 235-7300 for how you can help. Trinity Lutheran School TEA Carnival will be held March 8, 2019. Dinner will be served at 5.30 p.m. Games will be 6 to 8.30 p.m. Silent auction will be 6 to 8.45 p.m. Live auction begins at 7 p.m. Everyone is invited. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the North X. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Where Heaven Meets Earth. Speaker <coughs> Dr. Rev. Michael Ziegler, hitting the snooze button may be, done more, may be doing more harm than good. It's time to stop the spiritual snoozing and wake up. Based on John 3, verses 1 through 21. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and the opportunity to worship you in this place. Thank you for choosing us to be your disciples. Give us the courage and fire to share the message of Jesus' love to all we meet. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up especially today Melba, Landreth, Janice, Myron, Carol, Warren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky and Wayne, Bob and Bob and Mark and Lauren and Gary and Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Arlene, Bob, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Eldred, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Ramona, Maxine, Jen, 
and Catherine Connolly. We lift them up as well as all of those in our health list and those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for those celebrating anniversaries and the celebration of Christian marriage. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your son at the marriage at Cana in Galilee. And even now, continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon those who are celebrating their Christian union through their marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge in life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy. We lift up birthdays, celebrations. Joan Haynes celebrating 84 years. Nadine Oberman celebrating 89 years. And Laura Verm celebrating 81 years. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servants celebrating birthdays, especially for bestowing on them length of days in this present life. Grant that they may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them and guard them against all harm. Strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. And for our children, gracious Lord, we honor you by many names. Today we honor you as the creator of all things, especially life. We lift up our children to you in prayer, asking that you will continue to bless them mightily, giving them strength, good health, and the desire to learn more about you, Jesus. You be with them this week as they go about their vocation as students, obedient children, willing servants. Lord, in your mercy. And for our congregation, God of all grace and mercy, you have called us by name to be your disciples, to be children who love and obey you. Continue to lead this congregation of yours in ways that are pleasing in your sight. Help us find the time to be in your word, to reach out to you in daily prayer, to be loving and outreaching to our community and the world, to be a witness to the truth. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with the angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We'll give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace.
It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of the broadcast on www.brightstatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Chain. Just one announcement as we close with our worship today. Uh, just a reminder that the Lutheran Youth Fellowship, the fundraising Valentine's uh, dinner is today. Uh, right now in the Fellowship Hall following service and all of the proceeds go towards their uh, Higher Things trip that is coming up this summer. Why don't we go ahead and pray the common table prayer together. Come Lord Jesus, be our guest and let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed ever on the living bread. Amen. Pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. Thank <laughs> you.